Hey everybody, welcome back to Simply Soccer. I am your host, Michelle Hootink, and of course, back with Christian Conway. A hearty congratulations to all the Dodgers fans in our uh, in our listening pool. Yes, uh, I am so happy that, that the Lakers have won, and now the Dodgers, but unfortunately, LA Galaxy do not look like the winning team, and I'm not even going to mention that other team that we lost to on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I mean the the... There's still a nominal chance for the Galaxy to make the playoffs, right? Like, there's it's still yes, we're six nominal. points from the line, <laughs> but because based MLS. on evidence to the contrary, I don't think we're gonna get there. I mean, this is, I mean, this game is this game is weird. I think because Giancarlo Gonzalez is obviously getting sent off, and we'll we'll, we'll kind of break that play down. Um, really does change the the balance of this game, much like when Mark Anthony K got sent off uh, for LAFC earlier in the year. Um, but you know, I mean, they they at least looked decently cohesive for the time that they played without uh, Giancarlo Gonzalez on the field. But again, it's just it it's basic errors, it's basic mistakes, it's basic things that you know have doomed this Galaxy team for the past you know four years. And and this just feels like you know to to borrow a, a famous Pink Floyd song, but it just feels like another brick in the wall. You know, it, it just doesn't. There doesn't seem to be a plan. Yeah, uh, I liked that the Galaxy actually didn't look horrible, as you were saying. Like, uh, you know, they were able to fill in gaps and and make better runs, considering that they were without uh, people. But what I was also thinking was that the Galaxy oftentimes win. I mean, look, Chicharito's only played like I think he's missed like eight matches since this all started, and so he, you know. I've always said it's like a ghost on the pitch and the galaxy seem like they're used to playing quote unquote down a man. And a lot of it is just, you know, the, the other players, like even if you have Rolf Felcher who is back in the back line, like you're always making up for some guys that lack. Well, I mean, Chicharito, what a, what a crazy story. It seems to be unfolding behind the scenes off the field when it comes to Chicharito, right? Like, of course, there's the drama of this, you know, the vlog guy, like, kind of trying to mack on his wife, it looks like, and, and, and I mean, just that, that pressure. And, like, you know, I, I, I did come on this podcast, and I, I did kind of defend Chicharito, because I, I feel like he's been put in kind of awkward situations, and just, it seems to be that there's a lot of weight on him just off the field that seems to be bothering him. And now, like, kind of that stuff, those rumors getting to Twitter and him having to, you know, kind of restrict you know, comments on his Instagram because, you know, there, there's, you know, he's getting it from Galaxy fans. There's speculation about, you know, is his wife being, you know, you know, cheating on him with the, the, the guys that run the, the, the vlog of their lives. Like, I get it, you know, like, you know, I don't, I don't know if this, this is, this could be one of those quote unquote injuries, but you know, when Gio got those quote unquote injuries, it wasn't because of all of this. It was because he was just being irresponsible. Like, so, you know, on the Chicharito front, just quickly touching on that, you know, I, I really hope it all works out for him in his personal life. You know, I, I, he's a person first and a soccer player second, as far as I'm concerned. And I'm always going to root for the person first. And I really do hope that, you know, kind of everything resolves in his personal life in a positive way. Um, but yeah, it, it does look like the galaxy are a little bit more of a cohesive unit when he's not around. Um, yeah. I mean, you were saying to me that Jesus life is, is a reality TV show at this point. Yeah, and that's unfortunate. You know, um, he gave away, that on you know, Instagram that he's out tonight on injury and that's just not his place to do that and that's also just giving away a tactic. 
Not well, that anyway. not that it's like a total surprise, but you know, like that's just yeah. not it's not good. It's not a good look. I mean, his personal life right now is the Real Housewives of, Chich- of Chicharito. Like it's it's that. But I didn't you know, even know that. I'm gonna be real honest with you. But <laughs> yeah, it, it was flo- it's been floating around on Twitter. Um, you know, again, it, it's it on is, Twitter. Like we both are. Like <laughs> it is Twitter, so take it with a grain of salt. But um, you know, I think yeah, you know, like, I've seen of, more things about Legit potentially being a player than. You know, a playboy. Yeah. Uh, I've definitely seen that too. But kind of getting out of the weeds on that and looking at this this past game and kind of breaking it down. I mean, what? If, I mean, again, the, the, the story of this game is, is Giancarlo Gonzalez getting sent Wait, off. You know what? That is a good point, though, um, because these games are psychological and, and, and the pressure. They, I mean, look, that's how, honestly, you can see LAFC has been affected. Um, when they play against LA Galaxy, there's there's definitely a mark that Zlatan has left on them, and and then it's not even just Zlatan. I mean, to give the guys the other guys credit, like like Sasha Kleshton, Sebastian Legit, like they know how to to make their way around LAFC, and you know if Chicha's going through some stuff right now, especially since he is a new father, like that. That is going to affect you on the pitch. And if he yeah. needs to be benched. And even like that one time, uh, Rolf Felcher, he he lost, um, I think, his father-in-law. Like, if you need to be benched for that, like, look, I'm not going to put anybody down for that. Right. And, and you know, that, but this kind of game is like when when you have kind of the situation the Galaxy are in where everything kind of feels a little, you know, unsettled. I mean, that's what, you know, I think the best player on the field for me in a Galaxy jersey with Sasha Kledged in this game. I mean, this is why you bring in Sasha. Like, he's a, a veteran leader. He's a fantastic player. I mean, he did... Give him the captain's ban. Yeah. Like, he, I, you I know? Mean, he, was, he was fading near the end there, energy-wise. I think I can understand. Like he's playing, 35. He, yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> there was that one run where uh, Pavone got into space, and uh, Sasha Kledged was trying to make the trailing run, and um, I can't remember who texted me, or, or I, I saw a comment on it in one of, like, the group chats I'm in for the Galaxy, and he literally, and a friend of mine said, like, Oh, you could see it literally looked like uh, in FIFA when you could see the energy bar draining. You could literally see that for Sasha clenched in that run. Oh, my gosh, um, you're right. Um, but, but if I may, just uh, since we're talking about Sasha, like, he he has some really good quotes. And he says, and we'll get into these these calls, but he says, I think it, it would be pointless to focus on the calls that went against us. What I choose to focus on is our work rate i think our attitude was really good our mentality on the field the way we battled the way we tried to keep things tight and give ourselves a chance to get one or three points in this game was pretty good um obviously the guys in the room are gutted um obviously gonzalez is disappointed to have taken a red card and the rest of the guys are gutted to have worked so hard for 90 minutes and given up a couple of soft goals everyone is disappointed but i think the mentality we showed tonight was pretty good so we've got to push forward. We've got a game in three days, and that's going to be a really tough game. So focus on the positives and move on. Now he says, I won't say that VAR call changed maybe the result of the game, but it changes the momentum because once you're down 1-0 and it's really difficult to come back, but we stayed in the game until the 90th minute. The most important thing when you're down a man is to try to get a few counterattacks, get the ball in their end, hopefully get a few set pieces, and in the end, uh, we had a couple of set pieces where we put the ball in the box and anything can happen. So we gave ourselves a chance and we just weren't able to capitalize. And that is why that is why I, and that, that experience is what the galaxy really needs. Yeah. And, and 
I mean, Sasha, having heard him speak in, in, in other interviews, he does strike me as, as kind of a, a, a very solid leader type of, of guy. And I'm, I'm glad that, you know, the Galaxy have that presence in the locker room. Um, you know, it, it, I guess we, we, we should get into the Giancarlo Gonzalez incident. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. first off, the, the call was correct. Uh, it fell outside the box, denial of a goal scoring opportunity, automatic red card. My complaint about it is, why is a guy of Giancarlo Gonzalez's experience, his ability, his, well, presumed ability, you know, his, his worldliness getting turned that easily by, you know, Diego Rossi, a guy that's, you know, 10, 15 years his junior. Like, that's, that's a basic play. Like, and, and that's my frustration with the Galaxy is that, you know, they'll play good, you know, soccer for 60 minutes. And, you know, it's not just like, oh, you know, got to hand it to him. You know, they completely bamboozled the Galaxy defense. It's just like, someone gets turned on a simple play like that, or, you know, someone, you know, like blows coverage. That's like super easy. I mean, you, you, when we saw some of the earlier games in these, in the, in the, in this period of, of, uh, results, like, you know, the six yard, like, like trailing runs into the 18 are being tracked and stuff like that. And that's my frustration right now is that like, you can't allow these, you know, these basic things to undermine the work that the rest of the team is doing. Like, you know, it's just individual errors that lead to kind of letting the rest of the team down. And it doesn't seem like there's anyone that's kind of stepping up and saying, hey, I screwed up. Next time I'll be better. It's kind of like, you know, they're looking at each other like, oh, no, it's your fault. It's your fault. Like not, you know. Yeah. I just want like I want Rolf Felcher or Giancarlo Gonzalez or whoever would, you know, screws up in a game just to come out and say, yeah, I'm owning that one. Like, but it doesn't feel like anyone on this team wants to do that. And that like, I think the mentality around this team is, is, you know, in the, in those four games that the galaxy railed off winning, we talked a lot about mentality. We've talked about a lot, how like it looked like they were competing for one another. And then that switch just got flipped off or that, you know, that computer got unplugged. Like it does just feel like it's a collection of 11 individuals interested in collecting a paycheck rather than, you know, them having kind of any competitive fire. I mean, yeah, they played well down a man for the 60, 70 minutes that they had to do it. 25, but, like, but but it's like it it shouldn't have to take you going down a man for you to all realize okay we need to be cohesive in defense you know like we have to be co- like cohesive in our counterattacking like it shouldn't it shouldn't have to take that right like it yeah it, that does again fall on the coach and I'm really surprised Guillermo Schelotto still has a job um but I think maybe it's cheaper I to fire him in the off season maybe I don't yeah, know yeah we we. We talked about that, and then I saw I seen some discussions on on Twitter about that. Um, I mean, I'm not totally surprised, only because nobody's really being held accountable, and there are only four games left, as far as we know. Um, and you know, I yeah, I, I feel I feel like you do. Um, you know, as I'm reading Sasha Kleshin talking about the mentality of the team, I felt like it was him that he was talking about himself, but he's talking, but you know, he's not going to take that individual credit. Um, you know, he, he, they have him playing as a traditional eight and he honestly needs to be playing in the middle and, you know, releasing that pressure, you know, you for tactical leg work, you've got legit, you've got a younger guy for that. They need a threat of penetration, somebody that can play in the middle and I thought Jonathan Dos Santos was that, and he's back in the lineup, but he he just hasn't been the same either. Well, um, so look, you know, then after, uh-huh, go for it. To your it. point about, about the number eight role, 
theoretically, that's Jonathan DeSantos's job. Like, that's theoretically what he was brought in to do. Mm-hmm. They've got two number eights and a pseudo number 10 that's playing exactly. out wide. And it's like, it does just feel like, it, again, we, we balance, right? Like, we, we look at the best teams in, in MLS, you know, there just seems to be a level of balance around those teams. This Galaxy team just doesn't feel balanced. Like, it feels like a lot of people are wearing the same hard hat trying to do the same job. And it's like, then you start crossing your wires, you start getting confused, and then it turns into this slow plotting kind of like, you know, it, it did feel like when the Galaxy were in possession. And, under, and understandably, they, they wanted to slow the game down, especially being down a man. But it does feel like even when they're 11, you know, when, when they're full strength, it does feel just like it, no one, like there's, there's no dynamism through the midfield. Like it just feels like kind of, you know, chunk the ball to Pavone and hope he gets, you know, some dynamism from the wing. But it, it, yeah. it I don't think the best teams in the world are doing that right now. I think the best teams in the world are super dynamic through the center of midfield and the Galaxy are most definitely not dynamic through the center of midfield. Right. And, you know, what was interesting before was that we were saying, you know, the back line needs work. And now, now, I don't know, with some some of our changes. And then when you have, first of all, Yoni Gonzalez playing at a position. Then, of course, Giancarlo gets the red. And then you have to sub him out, put in Depoy. You don't have a striker now. It's exactly like that that midfield got somehow weakened. Um it's just so crazy to me because, like, you you have this talent that on paper, everybody looks good. It should work. And, again, I go back to the coaching that GBS doesn't know what he's doing with, with these guys. Um, and, and then, unfortunately, errors in any sports match, as we'd seen with the Dodgers losing that, that one game. Um, you know, you make a mistake, you, that's it. And, and, and LA, a, game, a team like LAFC is going to punish you for it. Yeah, and you know it. It does. It, I mean, we didn't. I mean, the only goal that I would say where we see LAFC punish them for that is that that last goal. Um, I mean, because that, beautiful. I, I hate to say it, but that's a really nice chip from Carlos Villa. <laughs> I mean, it is, and the frustrating thing is that there there were four Galaxy jerseys and Klinsman right there when he does it. So I'm just you know I'm just sitting there and. You know, in the 58th minute when they got that that first goal, because that's the thing. Look, whatever, you know, calls went however they were going to go, the Galaxy, first of all, shouldn't be in a position where being 1-0 is, this is not the, the way of the Galaxy, especially against LAFC where you're just like, oh, wow, we're going to lose 1-0. Or like this, quote-unquote, could have been a draw. But, but the Galaxy only had one real good shot on goal. Sure, they were down a man in, in statistic-wise, you know, you can't really blame them for that. But, you know, honestly, when the ball for BWP was out. But instead of stopping, like Steris is arguing for a call and all the other guys were kind of stopping and and then the goal is made, like, as unfair as that is, you keep playing, in my opinion. Don't stop and start crying to the referee that the ball is out like can you just play like your life depends on it and like until you actually hear the whistle yeah i mean that's that's but that's stuff you're again it gets back to my whole entire individual mistakes thing right like that stuff you're taught in ayso like i remember that as yes. a kid being taught you know i wasn't i wasn't the best soccer player as a kid but i i vividly remember you play to the whistle and like it, it it that's like that's the whole entire thing about this team with like individual mistakes and mentality it just feels like you know they're looking for things expecting things that aren't coming and it's like 
again, you know, the, the best teams in this league, you know, aren't, aren't doing that. I mean, you know, it, it, it just, it, it, I think the worst part about it is it, it did look at times that a lot of players on that field just didn't want to be there. Right. Like it did just look like kind of like, all right, solve this. This is miserable. Like, and I, it, and I, so I, I, yes, really, 100%. I, I agree with you. When my rep messaged me saying, Hey, we noticed that you didn't uh, renew your uh, 2021 uh, season. You decided to opt out. I uh, wanted to follow up with you to see if anything has changed. I texted back the galaxy need to start winning, playing with passion and Klein needs to do something besides fire the coach. And you see the FO really cares. Um, I'm sure you all know the fans aren't happy on top of the pandemic. That's exactly what I texted back to her because that's exactly what I'm talking about. I don't see a team that has a game winning mentality. Um, I mean, when you, when, when you have, when you have uh, galaxy alumni all throughout the world, commenting on your Instagram posts on your Facebook, like, not the fans, like alumni of the team <laughs> basically yeah. saying, look, like we remember what it meant to play for the galaxy crest. Does anyone on this team know that that's a, problem like that's a pretty serious problem and like but then again it gets to this whole entire conversation we've been having which is that it does feel I culturally in 2017 no uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. but like it does feel like culturally the galaxy are out in the weeds right now that they need they don't need galaxy alum to come back and tell them oh you know i won a trophy in 2002 and this is what it meant to us or like yeah we were the great dynasty team of the 2000 you know 9 to 2014 team like they don't need that I think they almost need an outside force who has watched the galaxy from afar and has said, you know, like, cause I mean, there's, there's been players in this league that have said, look, like the league is a better place when the galaxy are dom- like are, are the galaxy, right? Like, like, I mean, there's players in San Jose, there's players in, in Seattle and stuff like that that have commented on this situation and basically said, look, this is like, even we feel like weird about this. Like, they're our rival and we still feel weird looking at the galaxy as they're presently constituted. Like when you've got players from other teams commenting on your situation in that kind of way, then it runs. Yeah. Well, what's it really going to (laughs) take? Yeah. Like firing a head coach. And when players are saying that's just putting lipstick on a pig, like it's not, this is. And and, and we've talked about this, like the, the galaxy have already been through, um, was it five coaches in, Three seasons. If, if they fire Shaloto, uh, if they fire Shaloto, it'll be Chris Klein's fifth head coach. I don't. I. I couldn't. There I we go. Five yeah. and seven years. Um, five and seven years. Thank you. But like, then it's just it, it, these cultural resets that the Galaxy have tried to do either haven't gone aggressively enough, or haven't been given the right support to be successful, or they've done it with the wrong people. And I think you know all three of those are unforgivable offenses you know like at yeah, this point and, in time and i'm upset i'm upset long that we're, as we've given this team. yeah I, i'm upset that we're chasing our own history for one and and two i'm upset that it's taken lafc for us to somehow make make moves you know i i i feel like that i'm taking it you know outside of the game but but yeah but as a fan you know what I've always thought, I mean, okay, I serve tables. I, you know, I wear an LA Galaxy mask and I have people saying to me like, oh, the only problem we had today was that you're a Galaxy fan. Ha ha ha, you joke. But then, you know, you talk to these LAFC fans that that I've talked to anyway. They don't even know when we're playing. They don't even know what the last score was. And, you know, we talk about loyalty over trends and, and yes, we are very loyal to our team and that's what separates us. 
But it's frustrating as a loyal LA Galaxy fan to see a lot of these campaigns and a lot of, um, you know, I, I wish we could have been there for more than just the preseason for the Victoria Street block and and everything. But it, it just feels like, so now we're just trying to one-up LAFC. And yes, okay, we've won. So still, we're not one, but we have only three losses out of ten meetings with them. But our noisy neighbors are not going to let us forget that we lost this 2-0. And but, it's not but, even that it's just LAFC. You know, it's just, yeah, it's painful. It, doesn't it feel like this front office when, you know, when they didn't have the specter of another LA club? I mean, Chivas USA was, um, by the way, uh, Pablo uh, Maurer and uh, I can't remember, same stage goal did a fantastic dive on, on the athletic, which uh, I highly recommend everyone get a subscription to because they're almost reporting is very, very good. Um, on the Chivas USA days, and um, it's it's well worth a read if you want to know exactly how much of a tire fire that organization was. Um, mm. But like, it did feel like they were when they didn't have to like even with Chivas USA when they were they were sharing stadium whatever. Like, there was mm-hmm. never a sense that it was you know they they felt unburdened, right? Like, it, it, they weren't concerned about you know there was a quiet confidence that they knew they were the best team in LA, and like it does just feel like with the LAFC coming into the league, I think they just got a little too focused about this. And like, again, keep in mind the first game of the rivalry is such, it like, I mean, MLS, MLS is milking the rivalry too. Well, like yeah, it's like, not, you know, but our marketing team for real though. Oh no. It, I mean, like it does feel like this organization is completely obsessed with now, now comparing itself to LAFC and like, and, and, and trying to prove quote unquote that they are like, it does feel like in the obsession with one-upping LAFC that the yes. whole entire culture of the galaxy kind of crumbled. But, and again, I don't necessarily blame them for that because, I mean, if that first Trafico, the 4-3, is like a 1-1 really dull draw, do you really think we would be in this position when, when it, like, that the, the, the galaxy, galaxy organization and, like, us as a fan base and, you know, the rivalry would even be close to the level of what it is right now? Like, I mean, that game was so just... In, like that, that game was monstrous game. and yeah. something else and otherworldly and not happening again in my lifetime. Yeah, like, and, <laughs> and it's not like, an, yeah, but, not but it, I do think that just kind of so like put in concrete this mentality in the galaxy organization that we, Oh, all we have to do is just constantly one up LAFC. And like, that's all that matters. And it's like, no, like, and that's frustrating because all they've done is won the supporters shield. Like, give me a break. You know, and, then, and, and I know that it's not fair because LAFC just got here on the scene, but you know, ugh. <laughs> it, it does just it does just feel like the the focus for the galaxy completely shifted from winning, you know, as many trophies as possible to winning as many traffic as possible, and like that. Yes, yes, and then we couldn't even pull it off this game, and and honestly, we didn't deserve to win this game. No, but it it does feel like you want you, you we need someone like to come into the organization that basically says, hey guys, like there's other teams in this league that you really need to be, you know, to care about. Like you, yeah. there, there are trophies in this league that you win and you can put them in the trophy cabinet. And that's cool. Like, you know, like it does just feel like they need kind of an outside voice coming in or just a shot in the arm. That's just kind of like, Hey, like wake up. Like there is other things in this league that are much more important than one, you know, a rivalry game you play twice a year in a normal year. Like, it, yeah, and quote unquote it, on the road up the one ten. Please, can we not? Like, yeah, it does. But it also, like, maybe this is the best thing that could have happened to the galaxy is that they played five traffic this year. Like, maybe that's the best thing that could have happened because finally it kind of 
I remember going into the game on Sunday and I was kind of like, we're we doing this again. Like, really? Like, do we, mm-hmm. do, we have, do we have to? Like, oh, and wow. This time Villa's back, you know? Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Can we play like, you know, I don't know, Colorado. With yeah. Golf? Can we play Colorado? They're back. <laughs> <laughs> or can we play like, can we go and play like FC Dallas or something? I want to see us play someone different, you know? And I understand that this is a weird season and MLS really was focusing on regionality and I, I get it. I get it. I get it. But it did like, I, I'm, I'm hoping that the one good takeaway out of this season, outside of hopefully Chris Klein getting fired, is that you know that, that the, the organization, the players, the staff are kind of just like, okay, you know, we had the glorious moments of the rivalry. There's going to be, you know, we'll get those occasional bonkers games every now and then, as is the nature of every soccer rivalry. But we can't keep pushing it like, up, you know, up to eleven every single time. Like we have to be, you know. It, we have to care about other things. And like, finally, yeah. we're, I, I hope we get to that point. That's like, and the like one I thing said, I want out of the season. I don't understand what this, this complex is because the galaxy have bested or at least drawn LAFC three out of 10 matches are the only ones where we've lost. So I'm, yeah, I'm tired of hearing it. But you could also argue the Galaxy lost the big one, which was the playoff game, right? And that, like, I have flashbacks about that. I know, like, it's nom. Okay, like, I, I, I know. I also think I, that that's the deep. one that hurt. Yeah, and I was lost ton on the pitch. That was a deep psychological blow to this organization losing that playoff game because I, I, I think 100%. that that shield of immunity. Like, if they had won that game, then I think you know it, that kind of that sense of immortality and immunity and and you know they will never best us would have been really solidified and, and, and might have, might've have been a good thing, but you know, we don't see anything change it after that match, you lose to LAFC in a playoff game. That's when we should have had the overhaul the FO. That's when it's like, Hey, you lost it when it mattered. Well, I think they took, you know, I, I again, I, I, this to me, like it, this should have 2017. Like, yeah, I know, but I'm saying if, if we're I keep going back to that because game. it should have been done. Like it does, it does just feel like you know, it's the only kind of touchstone rudder that this organization seems to get up for is LAFC. And like I, no, I want you to to have, I want to feel like the organization gets up for it every week, regardless of the up, the opposition. I mean, like, yeah, if we're playing like a, a, a I don't know, Nashville team that hasn't won a single game and, like, you're only going to see them once in that year, then, like, I get it if you're kind of, like, a little, you know, uh, low energy. But, sure. Like, I, I, I just, it doesn't feel like they get up for any other games except for the LAFC games. And it's not just the players. It's the entire organization. It's, like, mm-hmm. all of our best social media stuff comes out, like, right before the LAFC game. Like, all these really cool things. <laughs> it's, like, I, ugh, it's, it's, they can't yeah. keep, oh, it, they can't keep focusing on that. They have to ha- take a more global view of league. And, you know, I, I, it's just, that's my frustration right now with this, which it's like, it does just feel like a season is successful if they beat LAFC twice in the regular season. Yeah. It doesn't no, matter where they finish. Absurdity. Yeah. It, it David does just, Lynch levels of absurdity. I yeah. am. <laughs> anyway, moving, moving on as Sasha Kleshin suggested. All right. So, you know, at that game, uh, Escaloto says, well, we're not really thinking about Portland. Well, now here we are. It is four games left in this season. You are six points. You know, your life for the playoffs is on the line. You must win not only this match against Portland, but we ha- we need another four-game 
winning streak if they if they're going to take this seriously. I'm super salty and I'm just like you guys are obviously not even playoff uh, worthy in my book. And as much as I love my team, and I'm going to watch and support them. I'm not necessarily rooting for them because I feel like consequences, you know, have to, you don't just show up for playoff games either. You know, if we're looking at Portland here, the galaxy lost six, three on October 7th. Um, Portland played San Jose where they won, but you know, that San Jose team is also questionable. Real Salt Lake, they lost. LAFC, they had a draw. And the Sounders, they had a draw. And perhaps this is fatigue of playing the same teams over and over. Um, You know, Portland has their moments of, you know, they've got their their individual players that you know, um, like Blanco and um, I'm blanking out right now. But Uh, uh, Diego Vinco, uh, right? Yeah. uh, No, no, no. uh, Diego Valeri. Um, Thank you. Thank you. This Portland team is very interesting because they, they have a fantastic head coach in Gio Savarese who's managed to get a couple of years out of guys that I would have said are really starting to ride off into the proverbial sunset. He's managed to get, still get some really good stuff out of Diego Valeri, even though Diego Valeri's clearly lost a step. Sebastian Blanco is kind of starting to look a little bit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, I, I mean, Gio Savarez is a fantastic head coach and, and he, I mean, he absolutely put the galaxy to the sword when we played them last time. Um, this is for me, this it, I don't think the Galaxy can draw this match. I, they have to win it. I think this is a must win. And I think if they lose this game or even draw this game, I think the playoffs are going to be out of reach by the end of the evening. Um, it, 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 I just, you know, I hope the Galaxy don't play with, like, look like they're playing with pressure because when the Galaxy play tense, they play defensive in a way that makes me really concerned. Um, but I hope that, uh, I hope they play a little bit more open, a little bit more free. But they can't play that open or that free because the last time they did that, they conceded six goals to this Portland team. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I want the Galaxy to score where you know those three goals came from last time. But here's the thing: the other thing about this Portland team is they're a top five team in the league, in my opinion. We're not a top five team in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're, we're probably in the bottom half. Like, uh, I'd say currently based off form, obviously in the bottom five. But like, you know, it does just feel you know, they got to go up there and they, they got to get the job done. Like, <laughs> that's this. I mean, this Portland's is a, sitting in third place right now. Like, yeah. I, that's saying something about them as well. Yeah, and and you know that that Sounders game against uh, the sorry, excuse me, the game against the Sounders on uh, the weekend. I mean, yeah, that was two heavyweight teams going at it, playing each other to a one-one draw. I mean, like that was that that game had everything. Um, it was a fantastic uh, showing. You know, I I but again, I said this. You know, against after the Vancouver game when I, when we when we were starting to preview life, it's like I I don't want to talk about X's and O's. I want to talk about structural issues that we have in this team that we need to deal with. Like it, it does feel like there's a larger conversation that overshadows this, but look, I think again, if they, if they lose or draw this game tonight, they're not going to make the playoffs. Um, I just think that's it, the line will move to a point where, you know, they, they can't, uh, they can't catch up. Um, you know, but you know, they're also playing in the West too. And the, my other, my other kind of thought on why I don't think it would, um, they would be able to catch the playoff line is because they are playing, you know, their last four, they play Portland. Um, mm-hmm. then, then, then Real Salt, uh, Real Salt Lake, uh, visits on Sunday night. Real Salt Lake's kind of been this weird team that can show up and give you a game or will be absolutely a doormat for you. 
Um, they play Seattle. I mean, Seattle's you know the best team in the West right now. Um, and then they play a Vancouver team that that I think that won't have a lot to play for. I believe they are also scheduled to play Colorado. Remember that game that got postponed due to uh, Colorado's outbreak? See, that's why I said like, yeah, we have four scheduled games so far, I'm, but yeah, I'm not sure if they're going to get that in. Um, because I, I ML, or uh, MLS did come out and say that due to the fact that, you know, Colorado missed so many games and there's just no way they can make them up before the end of the season, that uh, Colorado, uh, the West will be decided on points per game um, if in case of, you know, uh, I, believe, well, I believe points per game in case of a tiebreaker. But anyway. Because then uh, that begs the argument of supporter shields shouldn't, shouldn't happen anyway. Uh, that's, a, that's a can of worms. Um, I know. You know, I, I just, I mean, Portland, Real Salt Lake, Seattle, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty tough three-game stretch. But I mean, if the Galaxy can get started with a win in Portland, you know, that RSL game gets a little bit easier. Everyone's a little bit more up for it. But that Seattle game is probably going to, you know, if, if they can if they can beat Portland tonight, they, you know, go and get a decent result against Real Salt Lake. That Seattle Sounders game would be the critical one for me. I don't think they win that. Um, it's just it, it looking at these last four, possibly five games. I mean, just if they don't win tonight, I don't feel good. about. I, I, I would I've got to I would be analyzing and picking the heck apart of if we win tonight. So we will definitely have to see. Um, speaking of moving forward, Pavon doesn't seem like we're going to be buying him. Oh, $20 million. But then he's going to be staying. Yeah, 20, $20 million in this kind of environment in the transfer windows is uh, quite frankly absurd. Um, you know, had all things been considered, you know, it's a regular, you know, we have a regular season, quote unquote, um, then maybe $20 million makes a little bit more sense. But just, I don't think the Galaxy feel confident enough to invest $20 million at this point in time with everything being uh, in, so insecure. And Dennis DeClosa came out and basically said something to that effect that he said, you know, we're playing the waiting game. And so is Boca. Like we're, we're both teams are waiting to see kind of how the global transfer market starts up again and starts moving, um, mm-hmm. which I think, I think is pragmatic and, and smart and that, that you don't want to just willy-nilly spend $20 million in the middle of a pandemic when, you know, your revenue is down and, and all this other stuff. Like, I I get that, and I understand that, and I think that's a very shrewd decision. You know, if they can negotiate Pavone down to $12 million, I think, you know, maybe even $15 million, I think maybe they get that deal done. But I also think Toclosa is looking at this team and basically saying the, the reinforcements that are needed, you could arguably save that $20 million and go out and buy six or seven players at cheaper rates to help reinforce and restructure this team. And like, maybe that's, that's the long play here. And it's kind of like saying, okay, well, Foca kind of works with us and lowers the price. Then yeah, we'll do it. Cause we at least save some money that we can reinvest in the squad elsewhere, but we're not going to, you know, we're not just going to straight up pay $20 million and then kind of like have nothing else left over to help this team out. Like, I, I think, you know, this is, Dennis DeClosa basically keeping all of his options open, which I, that I, I think that's a very shrewd man, maneuver to, to, to make. I think there's other GMs in this league that would have, would, would pay $20 million for Pavon sight unseen. Like, I think he's being very pragmatic about this. And before I would have wanted Pavon to stay, and it's not that I think that Pavon's in a slump or, or something. I, I think he's too good for us and send, send him off. Go do whatever it is that he wants to do, and and like you said, there's too much restructuring that the galaxy have to do. It's just it's a it's literally a waste of money. It's a, it's a waste of Pavon's career. Yeah, and and I mean, 
on the Pavone front, just in the slump that he's in. I mean, he's played pretty much every minute of this season and the tournament. Like, I mean, he's got to be exhausted by now. But the Galaxy just can't afford to squad rotate him out because it would be Well, we can't. Yeah. I mean, he, <laughs> even though even though technically this Yuni Gonzalez is brought in for, but anyway. Depending on how tonight goes, he might be getting a couple of games off because it's not going to matter. Um, yeah, no, <clears throat> excuse me, I agree. Um, I just, yeah, I, it does just feel like $20 million is just, it's just a little too much for my liking. If they can get him, you know, again, you know, if Boca doesn't play hardball, if Boca kind of is like, yeah, we 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 don't see a real need for him in the squad. We'll we'll be willing to meet you kind of in the middle. Then I could see the Galaxy making the deal. But again, it's it it really does depend on on how much leeway Boca is willing to give, how um, and and kind of where Boca feels their talent pool is. It, but he, like. You know, again, I, I've always said this. About, everyone says like Christian Pavone should like should be in Europe and whatever. But I'm like, he's 25. Like, if it was gonna happen, it would have happened by now, right? Yeah, like, I remember you saying that. I'm just I'm thinking from a practical, tactical standpoint that we can't have another guy that that's gonna be the only one carrying this whole team. We've watched Pavone do that, and he does amazing things. And that's why I'm just like, okay, it makes him look good that he's ready for Europe or whatever. Um, but I, I just for the for the club, LA Galaxy um, can't keep him. That's okay. that's what I think. But but on the on the Pavone being the kind of the the one that everyone's routed or every ball is routed through when it comes to the attack, is that not a symptom symptom of the way the Galaxy midfield is so imbalanced that they can't figure out how to get a number ten in there to kind of help him out when it comes but to the creative then isn't work? Isn't that also Esqueloto? Which I was about to say falls upon a certain head coach <laughs> that I used to really defend that I'm really starting to turn on. Um, yeah, I, 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 I also think Pavone's probably quietly frustrated with this right now. Like, and he's, he, he's, he's talked well in, in the media. Like he's, he said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm settled my situation here. I love it here in LA. And like, you know, I'm just waiting to see the situation out. All I want to do is play, and and and, and everybody's you know. like, he's boot up. He's gonna want to stay, and I'm like, yeah. whatever, she'll go with him. Yeah, like like he's saying he's saying all the right things to the media, and, and and but I think there also has to be a quiet frustration in him that's looking at this organization, that's looking at everything, that's kind of saying, am I really better off staying here or going back to like or? I mean, I don't know. know that he has any say either, though. But well, I mean, he probably has some say in terms of you know, I. I don't think he's not at the negotiating table with Boca. Like, I think if, if he went to Boca and said, look, I want to, de- I want to figure out a, a deal. Like, I know they're not going to pay 20 million. I need you to lower the, like Boca would at least hear that phone call. Now it's up to, to Boca to, you know, either acquiesce or not. Um, but, you know, I don't know if necessarily he's making that phone call right now. And, you know, it, it is a weird situation and it, it's a weird situation. It was already a weird situation as we were going into the season, you know? Um, and then it's, it's even gotten weirder considering the events of the year. Um, but yeah, I, I, as much as I'd hate to see him go, I could understand. Right. I mean, he's I, phone I, I understand. Paper, like. <laughs> yeah. Like as much as I hate to see him go, I understand the rationale behind basically walking away from the table and, and letting him go back to Argentina. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's also talks of Chicharito potentially being loaned out and I'm just like, we can hope, but let's be realistic. And I, I that's not. That's not going to be a thing. I mean, anything can happen over the off season, but let's just say because of his contract, like that's not going to be a thing right now. And that's, I don't yeah, know. I, well, there's other true. things that have to fall into place first. Yeah. This, this is going to be as far as galaxy off seasons 
have gone over the previous 25, 26 years, this will probably go down as one of the most tumultuous, most... It's going to be a long winter, guys. Yeah, there's going to be a lot's going to happen in this offseason. Like, even if the, you know, even if Klein or Shaloto keep their jobs, still there's got to be so much to be done to this roster that I, it's... A lot of players are going to leave and a lot of players are going to come in. Like, it's, go, it's going to look new next year. It has to. I mean, there's no way they can continue on that, like this. Yeah, I... 100%. So, yes, we will have to see. We'll see what happens tonight. The game is on ESPN and ESPN Deportes at 7.30 Pacific Standard Time. Um, I, I am looking forward to it only because, yeah, the, this, is a, this is a must win. And I want to see, I wanna see the, some form of the Galaxy stepping up. Show us, show us something. Yeah, it, all, all we can hope for is that, you know, they at least, at least show some heart for the crust. That's all I'm asking for. That's all I'm asking for, too at this point so all right catch us here next time and uh, thanks again for listening like follow subscribe